0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show because it is, well, actually for us quite early. It's only two minutes past seven. Uh, There are usually sweepstakes really predicting that it won't be five or six or seven minutes past seven that we start. So here we are again on another Friday. I mean, it seems like months since we were last here on a Friday because of the flaming international break. Interminable international break, as I'm going to rename it. Um, But here we are. We've got uh, a villa tomorrow. So we need to talk about that. And I, of course, am Stanford Chidge. And uh, in the uh, through the square window tonight, we have Mr. Jonathan Kidd.
1: Lovely to be on the show. I do apologise. I'm just having a snack, which is rare for me before I come on. But um, great to be on the show. Thanks very much. Glad to be on.
0: Personally, I'm really relieved to hear that because, of course, you know, we did do a couple. Well, we did a podcast in between uh you know last uh, chelsea's last match and the one tomorrow and it was a four hour uh epic and jake came for me at the end of it i haven't actually eaten anything tonight <laughs> i felt terrible I thought i was gonna like kill you or something but there you go it was
1: so riveting that i forgot it was just the end i thought oh, i thought i oh, ought to eat something really yeah, I thought, oh, the ravenous. yeah.
0: hey how, good to see you as always mate now uh uh the uh third uh member of uh our our Chelsea fancast squad tonight is uh, Mr. Dane Whittle wearing a very nice kind of 1982. Five. Is that five? Yeah, yeah that's after the uh, after the one I really love. The, you know,
2: only the... had it for one year. Yeah. yeah, it was the first. It was the third shirt I ever had, and I liked it because it was the first shirt when it shone in the sun. You could see obviously in between the uh, all the little siblings of the cockspool teeth. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a very nice shirt. That well done, you. How are you? You all right?
2: Yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah, this has been the last seven days. It would have been four podcasts, but after that marathon one we had last Friday, you, you, you postponed the Monday one. But
0: yeah, no, it's uh, really good to be back so yeah. soon. Good, good stuff. And you were on you Went to King's Meadow this week, so that was good to hear. Yeah, you, Wednesday, there? yeah. yeah good Thank stuff. you. And of course, completing the uh, quartet tonight, we have the absolutely fantastic Adam Newson, who, of course, is the Chelsea correspondent for uh, Football. London. Adam, lovely to see you.
3: Thanks very much uh, for having me on again, guys. Always appreciate it. Always enjoy it.
0: Well, we appreciate the fact that you're always so appreciative because it it really is a privilege to have have you on as much as we do because I know know how hard you work. So the fact that you can spend 20 minutes or so nattering to us uh, on a Friday evening is very humbling. So it's lovely to see you. Thanks, mate. That's nice of you to say. There we go. Right. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing what two weeks without Chelsea does to you. It makes you feel much nicer and calmer and, you know, pleasant, basically. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Uh, makes we better be more
1: irritated, Chich.
0: I, I am actually... I'm. Um, you know what? I'm so knackered, frankly, after just okay. a mental week that I'm, I'm bereft of any en- energy to be spiky and horrible and poisonous like do you I know, usually after, am.
1: After Southgate making exactly the same error he made in the final against Poland, you yeah. just think
0: you know, I can't nah, mate, I don't care. I'm giving I, I, myself
1: to the no, team again. I always make this mistake. No, I give no, myself no, to no. England. No,
0: don't do oh. it. I I, I gave oh, no, I gave Mountain up in...
1: Greenwich, Greenwich though, play wonderfully I, together. I, I
0: gave Absolutely. all that nonsense up in two thousand and six and my life has been much better as a result. No. Uh anyway, we need to kick off uh with the obviously the Chelsea Villa tomorrow. Thomas Tuchel did a presser and I do believe Adam was there. I was indeed. This is what That's we true. love. Our man our man at Cobham. Fantastic. Now I mean, obviously, mate, most of the, uh, you know, talking about the interminable uh, break um, was who, who was going to come back injured. And lo and behold, uh, we we knew that Pulisic had got an ankle injury, so we kind of knew he was out. I I kind of suspected that Kante wouldn't make it because we know, I mean, he was injured before. That's a bit of a worry that he's still not fit a couple of weeks later. Uh, thank God Lukaku seems to be fit, although I know he's got a thigh issue. But it was a bit like Emergency Ward 10 at one stage, wasn't it? But it seems to have come out a little bit better than we were thinking. Yeah, thankfully. Romelu
3: Lukaku is fine. Uh, Thomas Tuchel was a bit bemused almost that he was asked about that. Um, He sort of just said, well, he's trained yesterday and he's trained today, so he's fine, Um, which was nice to hear. Um, The Christian Pulisic one, yeah, Tuchel said about 10 days. Um, Obviously, it's another injury for Christian Pulisic they have added up over the last couple of seasons. Um, and it's really starting to harm him now, obviously, and that there's such competition for him. He needs to, when he does get in the team, stay there consistently. And he just isn't able to do that. Um, and then Gullacante, yeah, he had, he suffered this ankle injury pre-Super Cup, played the Super Cup for an hour, missed Palace, came on against uh, Arsenal, Uh, And then obviously played, what was it, 45 minutes against Liverpool and and it's sort of flared up again once Sadio Mane landed on it. Um, And it is a concern because it's obviously not 100% healed. Hopefully the international break has given it uh, some time to do that. But given Chelsea play, I think it's seven games in the next 21 days, um, they're going to need N'Golo Kante fit just because we know how important he is. Um, And there's obviously games against City and uh, Tottenham to come in that run. So we need him back.
0: I mean, on that on that point, Adam, is something I, I was talking about at the beginning of the season. Of course, much of it was predicated on us getting, you know, a fourth body uh, in that position, which we now have with Saul. But um, I don't really care. As long as... I, I think we should actually wrap Kante up in cotton wool and you, you ship him out for the for the big games. So, you know, Man City, Spurs. Yeah, let's have him fit for that. I'm not worried about him not being available to the others because... I actually beginning to think that he is now become a player where you do have to protect him in a way from himself but he is still such a good player that you you know do you know who it reminds me of this is a very weird tangent in a way but um and I mean, of course then they're, they're not alike in terms of players but Paul McGrath when he played for Man United and funnily enough Villa he he never trained because you know he was he was his knees had gone but they Wasn't used to Ledley King the same. Ledley King was the same, exactly. But you know, if when Paul McGrath played, he was usually the best player on the pitch. So I, I'm beginning to think we have to now really protect Kante a bit. I mean, would you would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Um and Tuckle said this uh, last season, I think that you know, Kante has to be managed a bit. He's obviously had hamstring problems. Um Pretty much since I think it was Baku that was sort of the first sign that he he was going to sort of play it on with an injury and has probably been suffering forever since. Um, so, yeah, he does have to be managed. Uh, he's so naturally fit that I think you can probably just pick and choose his games and it's not, you're not going to cost uh, like in terms of a drop off of performance from him because he is that good and, and that naturally fit. So, I think this season we will see him rested a bit more than we have done previously. The signing of Sal does does give all that fourth body. He spoke about that today in the press conference mm. about um, I think there was a very specific quote where he said, you know, Sal can give Jorginho and Kante a break in this team, um, which we all knew was needed. all um, obviously is, is far smarter than us, so he, he knew that as well. Um, and yeah, I imagine we won't see Kante for the Zenits at home potentially, um, but we will see him at Manchester City when, uh, when that game happens, so um, as long as he stays fit for every other game, potentially, that, that's probably going to be enough for Chelsea in terms of getting what they need from him. Adam, what's
1: the situation with Thiago Silva? Is, uh, has he been, been banned for this some um, rest of
3: days? <laughs> five days? What's the, I got so confused about what was happening there. So the rather short version of this is that the Brazilian FA want Thiago Silva to miss the next five days because Chelsea didn't release him for international duty. So they've gone to the FIFA and said, you need to impose this. FIFA have gone okay. Um, there's been a lot of calls between the Premier League clubs effective, uh, affected and the Premier League, uh, uh, the FA and a certain um, other amount of people, federations and whatnot. Um, at the moment, the honest answer is we don't know. Chelsea could play Tiago Silva tomorrow um there's a suggestion that all the Premier League clubs will kind of just ignore what FIFA are telling them and do it anyway but there is a chance and is a is a small chance I'm sure but there's a chance that Chelsea could essentially be handed a punishment where they they lose the game 3-0 for playing Tiago Silva so with that even if it's a very small element to that do you take that risk I think that's probably the question that Chelsea have to ask themselves. Are they confident enough that if they play silver, there'll be no recriminations? Um, otherwise, Aston Villa at home, you've got Andres Christensen there. Is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk? I mean, so, I think
0: given that we've got Rudiger, Christensen, Aspie, who can all play in central defence and Trevor Chaloba, sorry, Trevor O. Oh, Chaloba, you know, we do we need him? I'd say no.
3: So I I'd, I'd say that will be the call Chelsea make. Is is it worth the risk? No, no. Do they need him to play? Obviously, it would be nice for him to play because he's only played 45 minutes this season, and he will need to be given a run at some point. But yeah, perhaps you you don't risk it tomorrow. But um, but we will see once uh once the team sheets come in. I'm sure that's mm. probably only when we get final confirmation.
0: We will indeed. We will indeed. I just want to go back to Pulisic. Uh, you know, in a minute because I mean the the the, the question that occurs to me, Adam. Is when do you when do you kind of change from well it's just unlucky to he's basically made of glass and is injury prone.
3: I mean it's it's kind of circumstance of the way he plays because he is quite late at releasing the ball. He does take on punishment, um, but then the flip side is is did Ed, Eden Hazard and he managed to pretty much stay injury free throughout his whole his whole Chelsea run. Obviously, since he's gone to Real Madrid, that's
1: all turned around on him. Um, the Arjen Robin um, comparison yes. is
3: interesting because of his yes. uh, um,
1: supposedly having glass ankles, and then his father then training him sufficiently for him to become one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 um I think you you transfer um, Pulisic at your peril, um, or, or write him off at your peril. I think I think yeah. it may be that it just it's a, he learns to deal with it, or he doesn't in which case we're, it'll be bye-bye, I think, because you can't have a player... Uh, well, he won't get in the side. I think that it's, it'd be interesting to see how um, Zayec performs now that he's back in contention, because he was fantastic pre-season.
3: Mm-hmm. I think, as you say, Jacob, Pulisic is 22. There are things he can work on, ways to improve himself, make his body stronger. It's yeah. just whether or not that's going to be enough to deal with what is still quite a physical Premier League. Um you know, it's not, it's a bit of a cliche to say the Premier League is far more physical than X-Y and Z-League. But I think what happens in the Premier League is referees do let a bit more go um, compared to other leagues. And Pulisic and probably does take on a bit more punishment because of that.
1: Maybe a comparison, sorry, one sector, but, but just with with, with uh, Hazard, it may be, of course, playing in the um, the Bundesliga actually gave him a rest from the uh, kind of uh, punishment that he was taking when he was playing playing in England. Hazard, uh, not Hazard, I'm so sorry, um, um Robin. It may be that that because it's it's not as physical in the Bundesliga. That's how it gave him that that um, uh, lease of life. It may be that. No. Sorry.
0: No, no, it's okay. Good point, uh, Dane. I mean, it, something occurred to me. I mean, and you might be more on top of this than 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 me, but I saw a bit of chat on our Discord group. A lot of Americans in there, and they were absolutely you know spitting about his injury. But but more to the point, because the appalling pitches that they have to play on in that tournament, and, and they said it was like, you know, having to play on, you know, rolled-up carpet, and, and they were thinking, well, you know, it's not surprising players like Pulisic get in, injured, and, of course, as Adam was saying, and, and Jonathan to a degree, that his style of play is to, is to dribble the ball, which does invite him, you know, invite, you know, getting hacked down. Well, I just wondered if you had a perspective on that?
2: Well, obviously, yeah, I've never hidden the fact I'm part American, you know, I've had my eye on the national team but Which since... part, Dane? Uh, the uh, the ignorant part, the arrogant part. <laughs> you can't the, say that. The confident part. <laughs> I say ignorant. I say ignorant in a, in a positive. You know, you can be. Uh, you can look at a positive and everything. <laughs> we so just, just lost half of our listeners
0: in one fell swoop. That's good work, Dane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had you know I've had my eye on 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 the USA you know the qualifying ever since the, the late eighties and yeah the CONCAF route is is a tough tough group. When he first come onto the stage, he had big players to look after him like uh, you know like Dempsey and and Michael Bradley was in the team. Obviously, maybe maybe names not not. Not known to a lot of. Clint of Dempsey, Clint Dempsey,
1: great player, played for Fulham, played for Spurs. Yeah, I
2: just I, obviously you know maybe. Wonderful, wonderful we, we, we don't mention the Spurs one, JK. We've ignored that. We've done I well to apologize. ignore that, us <laughs> fans. But Spurs. yeah, he hasn't got a lot of protection now. He's got. Uh, he's like more one of the more senior players. Uh they, they still expect more. He's still a golden boy, you know. But but he, he doesn't perform. As well for, for for USA as as people actually expect, you know, one of the more important players is is, is young Tyler Adams who plays for Leipzig. But going back to your save a pitches, we've always known it. You know, they play on absolutely terrible pitches uh, over in, in certain parts of of North America and and South America. it's it's awful. And you're right, he he doesn't seem very stocky. You know, whether that that benefited Hazard and and some of the, the, the some of the hacks he had to put up with uh again, you know, sorry to go back onto the Twitter world, but yeah you can 't help because we're obviously we all we're all on Twitter and you see all, all the comments on there, and people want to write him off, people want to sell him, people want to call him glass and I think we're just all worried because we're so we know what this boy can do he he's multi talented and in 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 the lockdown when we was all playing behind closed doors, you know he really turned on was our best performer and scared the life out of man City and Liverpool defenses so you know, as Chelsea fans, we want that consistency and we'd just love to see that. And, you know, we're we trying not to write him off. We're just worried, you know. Yeah. We, we'd prefer him in the team rather than not.
0: Totally right, Dane. I mean, I, I I think he's a superb player. And, I mean, I think he was our best player that, that for that short period of time. And then he got injured in the cup final and it's not really been right since then. But I agree with JK. You write him off at your peril. The thing is, Adam, um, it's just another another re- good reason all these injuries we picked up Due to the international break or potential injuries, to to I, I would I would bin it tomorrow if I could international football. I mean, what is the point? Um, but there's a, a more salient. Yeah, you know, me, you're not not like me to be controversial at all, really, is it? But uh, a more salient point was covered, I thought, quite well in in the press conference. And again, as always, Tuchel spoke very eloquently on it. But it was really about the difficulty. Um, I mean, I, I won't get into the whole World Cup thing, but that's that's not really for here. But the, really, the difficulty when these players come back so late from international breaks he's gonna have one day to train with them, and I just think that's that's insanity that clubs should have to put up with this, frankly,
3: well, yeah, I mean especially you know clubs at the at the end of the day who are paying the players the biggest money um yeah, it's not ideal, so as you said spoke very well on it um enjoyed his you know dis point about. Once they arrive here, I expect them to be fully focused and not complain about being tired and, and you know, they play for Chelsea and they need to appreciate that uh, carries a certain responsibility. Um, I think it does influence the team he picks tomorrow, personally. I think he'll go with pretty much uh, the tried and trusted. I don't think he'll be throwing Saul in, for instance. I don't think he'll, he'll probably be throwing in Timo Werner. I think we'll probably see similar to, uh, to what started at Anfield, um, obviously with somebody to come in for Reese James because he is suspended. Um, personally, I would like to see Callum Hudson odoi especially given what happened in the, uh, in the final days of the transfer window with um, Tuchel blocking his move. Um, that would be a nice moment for him. Um, but in terms of having 24 hours, I think you've seen how well Tuchel's coached this Chelsea team, that it shouldn't have a huge impact, in my opinion. Chelsea should be able to go out and, and perform against Villa, despite that, um, and especially as Villa are without their first choice goalkeeper and Emmy Buendia who's probably their creative force now so should um, be alright <laughs> sorry Dane getting there
2: I was just wondering if if Adam thought that he might uh, I know you said you're going to go with a tried and tested but you worry don't you because it was only 48 hours ago that both Rudiger uh, played 90 minutes Jorginho played like an hour odd and the previous night I think Dave Commoner sub and Christensen played an, an hour so it would be nice to see like you said Callum Hudson or Dorian right wing uh, right wing back but I was hoping maybe Chaloba might get a a chance and then that would be risky on that right side wouldn't it to have both them two there mm. so you yeah. you think his egg is gonna go tried and tested.
3: I think Dane if uh,
0: if 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 he picks Chiloba then I suspect Aspie will play the right wing back not Callum mm. Hudson and Doyle, but Yeah that's what
2: I think. If if he goes that way that's what I think he'll do. I'd like yeah. to see Chiloba but you're right, it'd be nice to see Callum as well but we can't have it where there's only eleven spaces.
1: Adam, can I ask you about the um, Barkley and Saar, and um, uh, who's the other player? The other Lewis Baker. Lewis Baker being in the in the in the league squad is that because we failed to get deals for them, or is he actually contemplating them being um, uh take, taking part in the league season?
3: It's because they failed to get deals for them completely. Um, you know, had things worked out as Chelsea would have wanted, none of those three would be around. They would all be on loan or, or, or elsewhere permanently. Um, the situation is the transfer market is tough or was tough this summer. And there wasn't the money that potentially was around previously for these guys to find moves. Um Tuchel spoke a lot in the embargoed section about Ross Barkley um, really interesting stuff which I can't actually talk about yet uh, but it'd be worth reading when it goes up on the uh, Football London I website. shall be I, I should be really interested wow brilliant um, so yeah Tuckle spoke a lot about Barkley I mean the reality is yeah these guys will be they've been given squad numbers they've been registered in the squads it makes sense from Chelsea's perspective, just in case there is a incredible run of injuries, or if there's a COVID outbreak or something like that, that you have these guys around and training with the first team. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, to be completely honest, I'd love to see Lewis Baker just get a run out for Chelsea, just because yeah, yeah. Of how, how highly rated he was. And let's not forget Jose Mourinho said that Lewis Baker should play for England um, when he was your kid. And the fact that he hasn't is because of a lot of different reasons, but um, out uh, of the three of them. It'd be interesting to see what he could do. He's twenty six, isn't he? Twenty six now,
1: I think. Baker, you yeah.
3: know. Yeah, he's been around a long time now um, without actually leaving permanently, which um, is kind of the opposite to what of most of the kids have, uh, young kids have done this summer, where they have wanted
2: to make that break. Yeah.
0: Dane.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't didn't mind Lewis Baker actually. Naturally, bow footed. Uh, but I did have a question. If, if Adam had any uh, inside info on Loftus Cheek, Ruben Loftus Cheek, I know you know. Oh, we sort of bleat on about it and it's like like the ex-girlfriend wishing her to come back and it's a little bit of wishful thinking. But part of me, like before we were uh, negotiating to get Saul, I thought, you know, maybe maybe it's another chance for Ruben. He could be that fourth midfielder. Heard some positives coming out about him, whether he was, uh, you know, they said he's similar to Balak and Tuchel liked him. And, and any time we see training videos, I know it's... Thirty-second reels, or whatever you know, he does look lively. I just wanted to know if you, if if you have any inside info on him, and if Tuchel likes him, and if he will be given a chance, or is it just like like the other four, he's just there to make up the numbers?
3: I mean, I think in, from speaking to people around in pre-season, Ruben looked really good and impressed a lot of people, um, including Tuchel. But yeah, I think he's going to be in a situation where he'll be called upon probably for the Carabao Cup games, maybe for the old Champions League games later in the group. I don't envisage him starting a lot of Premier League games, for instance, or even making the bench or coming off the bench, sorry. Um, Chelsea weren't actively looking to push him out the door, which is probably a bit different to, to Barkley, for instance, where they were very much open to offers if if they came in. They was a bit more prepared to keep Ruben around, which is a positive. But you look at the competition in those Attacking positions, and you look at the four midfielders that Chelsea now have. It's difficult to see him getting sustained minutes at any point. Um, which, as you say, is a shame because were it not for that Achilles injury he suffered in 2019,
2: he could theoretically be an absolute star in his team at the moment. that is integral to us, was not he? Then he was yeah, really
0: definitely. It's yeah. a very sad story, I think, because I think he was absolutely. I think don't think he was just on the verge of, of breaking through. I think he had broken through, and then it all went very. Pete Tong, um, last kind of newsy type question for you tonight, Adam, um, which I think is you know a very interesting and b of great interest to uh, a lot of the match going supporters, uh, the, particularly the real hardcore lot, and that's that uh, Japan have pulled out of the Club World Cup, which means that because uh, I mean there was all sorts of uh, conjecture about well we won't be able to go there because it's it's their restrictions are, are very draconian for you know nobody went to the Olympics for example um so that's good news i think but of course you know it begs the question where are they going to hold it do you have any idea
3: yeah uh i i don't have any firm ideas i've seen a couple of potential places mooted from different outlets one being qatar or yeah. the other one being south africa which you know given what's going on covid wise i don't know if that's the most sensible thing to be doing um but yeah it seems it will be moved where it ends up being who knows um Qatar, if I can't remember what competition it is, Qatar actually holding an international tournament during November, December. Mm. So maybe that's not that feasible. Um, But then it would be a good dry run for the World Cup, I guess. Mm. So
0: We'll see, won't we? We will see. We will indeed. Uh, Final, final question for you, Adam. Uh, What do you think my my column for uh, Football London will be this week when I finally get to write it tonight?
3: Oh, God. Um, Given that I
0: kind of moan a lot. That's a clue. Could be about anything then. <laughs> 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 that's great. I deserved that, didn't I? <laughs> I did. Uh, oh, uh, I'm going to moan about international football. I was about long to long say. Long I was about to guess actually. Well, that, I'm sorry. I couldn't, We'll rewind and pretend I didn't say that. What do you think, J.K.?
1: Um, is it about um, the neighbour's dog? No, that's right. Is it, <laughs> is it about uh, international football? It is, think?
0: J.K. It oh is. wow. What a load of old ass gravy it is. And other things too. That won't be the title, incidentally. Maybe, maybe I'll go with interminable football or something. I don't know. Adam, as always, it's absolutely brilliant to see you. We do love having you on. And uh, you're at the game tomorrow, are you?
3: Um, yeah, looking you forward to
0: it. Okay, well, you never know. We might bump into you, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Have a good day there. And we look forward to seeing your embargoed piece on uh, Ross Barkley tomorrow. Tomorrow?
3: tomorrow morning yeah tomorrow morning Good right wow. oh, sure.
0: it's my wedding anniversary tomorrow i'm 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 you know i am having to do lots of things to make up for the fact that i'm spending the entire day at stanford bridge tomorrow that's for damn sure but there you go yeah. all right mate lovely to see you we'll see you again very soon i hope uh and until then have a great weekend you too guys enjoy the thanks, game adam. thanks adam well done brilliant Right, in a minute, uh, obviously we go to part two and we've got uh, the opposition view and uh, we've got a Villa fan on and I will tell you more about this in a minute, yes.
1: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag?
4: 150 kmh. Wie lang war der Drive?
1: 329 Meter.
4: Wie lange hast du geschlafen?
1: Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit?
0: Ein? Ja, genau das mache ich.
1: Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Liefereinpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6s oder neuer App aus dem App Store, Abo erforderlich. Mm.
0: Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show. Um, we've just had the wonderful Adam Newson from Football. London on telling us about the press of the day, and uh, very interesting it was too. And I've got with me, of course, the legend, as we've established a minute ago, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be
1: on the show, Tridge. Thanks very much.
0: Always good to see you, my friend. And of course, we've also got Dame Whittle. Evening, everyone. Lovely. Uh, and uh, now, of course, as you should all know by now, it is time for this The Opposition View. Yep, that's right. It's the opposition view, and uh, as always, we've got a a member of the opposition, not not uh, Her Majesty's opposition. There's a different kind of opposition because obviously we're playing Villa tomorrow. So we've got the lovely Justin Hawthorne from up the Villa. Hello, Justin. How are you?
4: Good evening, chaps. How are you? I'm fine, thank you.
0: Yeah, we're good. We're good. I mean, we're we're very much looking forward to to proper football being back uh tomorrow um, we're not we're not huge fans of all this disruption with international football when you you know you get going after three matches and then you have to stop it's really frustrating so i'm really very up for tomorrow um but let's talk a little bit about about villa before we talk about about the game tomorrow i mean the first and obvious thing i wanted to ask you really <laughs> yeah you're chuckling I wonder you know. what's coming I well, wonder exa- what's coming <laughs> well I'm not surprised exactly how are you going to cope without the loss of John Terry no no, no that's not the question how are, you, <laughs> how are you going to cope with the loss of you know Jack Grealish because he was your best player by a country mile wasn't he when he was there and he's proper Villa right
4: he is yeah and he was um, yeah six year old lad came through the ranks Support him as a boy family's massive Villa fans uh, started off in the youth teams and worked his way up through every single level. Uh, excelled at every single level, uh, through to uh, to eventually making his debut for the first team. So, as as a football fan, as I'm sure you you like, you, there's nothing better than seeing a homegrown product come through and play for the team, and not only a homegrown product but a Villa fan to boot. So. What a great experience he's been over the last few years, watching him develop into the player that he's become. Um, obviously, we've got a, a Villa fan as manager as well. So, you know, it's quite a unique situation. We've found ourselves, you know, over the last few seasons off the field. Stuff has obviously been very uh, tumultuous uh, over the last ten years with owners and, and problems like that. But on the field, things have settled down a bit and we really thought we were going to be pushing this season for, if you know, you know, up the league. Um, So to lose him the way we have, whilst I suppose looking back now, it's not the most surprising of things to happen to Man City, but it it has definitely given us... We've took a big knock from it, to be honest. Um, I, at the start of the summer, wasn't expecting him to go. I didn't expect him to go. I did think the pull of of playing for his hometown club and the way he spoke about the club would be the deciding factor. And unfortunately, it wasn't. As we all know in football, there's only one deciding factor, and that's the money. Uh, And I think...
0: You know what, Justin, I, I know what you mean, and I think that's an easy assumption to make. Uh, but, you know, from all of the ex-players that I've talked to and, and know, the one thing that they all say is that when you get to a certain level, the money it doesn't really matter because wherever you're going to play, you're going to get paid well. It's actually medals. It's trophies. And I think a lot of the really, really top players, that's ultimately why they go because they want to win trophies. I'm going to remind you of something that might make you really giggle here because we've been doing a whole... 50 years of Chelsea series. So we've been going from 1970 onwards, you know, when we were bored in the lockdown and we got to the early 90s and we had a certain Andy Townsend playing for us, who was rather good for us as it happened.
4: Uh, he was rather good for us as well. Well,
0: I know, and he went to you because <laughs> he, apparently he wanted to go and win trophies.
4: Right. So there, well, um, I, you know, I, I was just looking at uh, the legend's back picture there of the old Stamford Bridge and, and, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I remember going to that ground. Yeah, and, done, and
1: I'm now the legend from now on that. You're gonna have to go with that. That's how
4: I'm gonna to refer to you anyway Thanks for you very this much. Uh, Thank segment. You. Um Thank you. yeah, and I remember going back to those days and, and Chelsea obviously wasn't the force that they are today, uh due to Abramovich, obviously. You know, there was always I always thought Chelsea was a decent club, a good sized club, but you've obviously gone to the you know higher echelons now of, of European football, not just English football. But I do remember those days, and yeah, we we were, you know, and are uh, a big Club in this country now. I think we can't really forget that Villa have had a really, really tough ten years. But I think most fans in this country would would recognise us as as one of the better, bigger sides in this country. You know, I do yeah. think that. And and it was there it wasn't that long ago, like you say, that we were taking players off Chelsea to, yeah. to, and, and to, for a step up, you know, to Villa. Yeah. So things have changed a lot. Yeah.
0: No, I, I would agree with that, Justin. I mean, you know, as you can tell, certainly me and J.K. are. Of a certain vintage, shall, you, shall we say? So, you know, I remember. I remember. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, the great sides you had in '80 when you won the European Cup. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, Villa are a big club. There's no doubt about that.
1: Um, Kenny
4: Swain, one of my
1: favourite. Kenny players Swain, ever.
0: yeah, we used to love him, didn't?
1: Showing
4: we? Showing your age now. Yeah. Happy
1: to. Happy to. The legend. <laughs> the legend doesn't mind telling everybody. I, th- I don't
4: think there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, I think you know a lot of the the, the newy sort of fans coming to the game, the young people. I think they do. Forget pre-Premier League yeah. era, and, and it's such a huge part of, of, of everything, isn't it? Of our yeah. culture, our history, of every club, you know. I, I think it's it's a shame to forget about those kind of days.
0: Totally right. Now, um, OK, given that you lost uh, Jack Grealish, um, how, how do you think the transfer window went for Villa? Are you quite happy about that?
4: Yeah, I think, to be honest, you know, Christian Persler, another person we've got in common with with you lot, um, I think he's always made out a very good point. He's a great speaker, uh, that's for sure, um, that, it, that we have plans in place for all eventualities. And I think that, that they've obviously had to take into account that this could happen with losing Jack. I think initially in the window and early in the window, they had a certain idea of what they wanted to do, which is why they brought Buendia in quite quickly. Um I think at that point they were sort of thinking he would be in addition to keeping Jack. Uh, so I wonder I do wonder and we don't know how much things changed once it became apparent that Jack was leaving. Um, I think the Ings deal took everybody by surprise. That was sort of done without anybody knowing that not very often these days you see a deal like that just announced and nobody in the media or Twitter or Sky have got an inkling of it. And I think it was sort of given to us as a, a, you know, yes, you've lost Jack, but here you go, here's Danny Ings. Uh, I think he's worth more than that, to be honest. I think he deserves a bit more of a you know a welcome to us he's a than than fine player, things. Fine, fine player, yeah. So overall I think we've done pretty good in the window. Buendier, Ashley Young come back on a free. He's always proved already proved he's worth, you know, playing in multiple positions. Uh Axel Twanzabe you know, has got a good track record with us he was with us a couple of times on loan and, and got us promoted in that season uh, and Leon Bailey is the one really that I'm yeah. really looking forward to, to seeing you know we saw a brief glimpse of him at Watford away and the people that went there I know were very impressed with him you know huge masses of pace and ability so it's such a shame we've, we've had such a stop start to the season with injuries and Covid and, and everything you know we haven't been able to get to see a lot of these players and by, and the players we've let go were all really barring Jack, you know, squad players that are coming towards the end of their contracts or coming towards the end of the time at the Villa. Hurahan was a good servant for us, but he just wasn't going to play much. So, you know, Tom Heaton went back to Manchester United. Wesley, unfortunately, got a really bad injury and they've shipped him back out on loan now to Bruges to try and rebuild his career. But there's a chance he might come back. But I don't think many of the fans probably think that could happen now. Overall, I think we've done pretty good, given the difficult circumstances we yeah. had to deal with.
0: Okay. Dane, you wanted to pop in with a question?
4: Oh, yeah.
2: It's funny. I wanted to go back to when Justin was talking about uh, a Grealish. I've got a really good friend who's a Villa fan and he just couldn't get when I was saying to him, uh, oh, yeah, but he's going to want trophies. He's going to want to move to bigger club. It's nothing against Villa. And like Justin, he was heartbroken. No, he said he would never move. He said he was a Villa boy. Uh, And it was just funny. It was exactly the same as Justin. I did have a question. It was about... It was actually about Bailey, but you have sort of answered it because at one point, you know, he was linked to us two or three years ago and we was being quoted 70 million. But you've literally answered that. So I've got another question for you. After the extremely successful loans of Drinkwater and
4: Barkley, you didn't want another one of our
2: players <laughs> this season, though.
4: I think they say once bitten, twice shy, but we were bitten twice. I think uh, no thanks. <laughs> no we, no we, thanks. We,
0: we were saying, we were saying, Justin, because we got about, we had about seven players who basically we know are never going to play for Chelsea again. Yeah. Who are just making up numbers, and we were saying, you know, buy one get get six free, you know.
4: Yeah, why not? Definitely. Sorry, you know, I think but... the way that Chelsea do it, though, it's a very interesting way of, of running a club, isn't it? You, you do seem to stack yourselves with lots and lots of players, and then they all go out on loans, and they either sort of thrive on them loans, or they end up just getting mm-hmm. sold on. But it does leave you with a lot of players on your well, books, doesn't it? That's what I happens think... when you have.
0: A... That's what happens when you have a lot of managers. Well. well yes i
4: <laughs> suppose so uh, constant turnover is are really.
1: rebelling though the re- some of the youth are rebelling against this and they they're getting out and that's why liverminto's gone to southampton and uh, and the boy the full went to southampton livermanto lamptey no liver I said liverminto No, lamptey as well sorry to Brighton, another very good player because they they see there's no there's no possibility but that's, of- but that's slight, i think
0: that's sorry dustin that's slightly different JK, because i think with the in, in the case of lamptey and and liver- Mento, you know, the irony there was that their pathway was blocked by a, a fellow academy graduate. Yeah, true, true. Which has actually and, never really happened to us before, has it?
1: No, 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 absolutely. Again, Rhys James. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, the did, did um, was the idea the chairman's letter, I think, when he said he was selling Grealish, that the idea where he was going to actually buy four players, which is always one slightly despairs of whether they spend the money wisely. So who were the four players that have come in for, for the money that that you got for for Greely, I
4: don't think it was necessarily a four player deal thing kind of thing. I think he was just sort of alluding to the fact that 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 you can't replace Jack Greely with one player. We said, you know, I've said this amongst our group of friends and people I talk to on on uh, the UTV podcast we do is that you can't replace a player like him. There's not another Jack Realish, in my sure, opinion, sure. in world football, as much as he's hurt me and, and you know, I'm gutted his left. No, I, just I agree not completely. The, it's, it's there's not player. another one. Yeah, he's one of very few people that, yeah. that, that you, you know, so you can't replace him as a as a whole. Oh, to be honest, £100 million. You know, who are you going to replace with? Neymar, Messi? You know, you're talking of the highest quality of player so we had to sort of think a bit outside the box I think that what they said was Bailey's got the pace and the trickery, is a good number 10, Ings is a goal scorer so you're trying to sort of replace, improve the squad if you like rather than improve improve a position which is what you know ultimately Jack took up one position in the pitch so by improving the players around him in the area of attacking wise hopefully we're going to which I think we probably have we haven't going to take a while to see it, I think given the problems we're currently facing but I think we definitely have improved uh, on, on the squad which is all they could have done really in the circumstances mm. so is it essentially just the three that, he's, that that have come in that you think are I think so to- I think we were I think there was a lot of talk about another sort of attacking player uh, which never materialised for whatever reason I don't know what happened there um, I think we all expected maybe another number 10 type player to come in um, but that didn't happen so you know I think there is a bit of money still in the bank so January whilst not a great time to do business you know we could and we've got a lot of we're just talking about young players you know we have got a pathway to building now we've spent 18 months hoovering up a lot of the Best young talent, not just from this country, from Europe, and we're starting to see that pay a little bit of dividends now. With, I don't know if you know much about Carney, Chukwameka. you know we've got the two Ramsey brothers in the under-21s for England. We've got Jaden uh, Philogene Bidens who's a very good winger. Uh, we played against Wickham a few a couple of weeks ago in the League Cup, and and we've done really well. Uh, uh, you know, so we've got a lot, a lot of we've got a lot of them going out on loan. You know, we took uh, Louis Barry from Barcelona, and he's now out on loan at Ipswich. So, I think they are trying to show this pathway through to the first. First team you know is something that that i think villa have gone big on whilst you've got to keep your eye on the first team make sure that that stays at a level i think we like to see that these kids have got a chance indeed
0: dane oh yeah
2: totally understandable you know how much praise and uh, you know justin's eyes lights up his face lights up like a christmas tree when he talks (laughs) about Grealish. so i just wanted to know how you felt the last two weeks watching him you know do you see him as like he's still one of your boys? You know, you still want him to do well? Like bit of Man City have only literally like got him on loan. He'll always be yours. Or was it hard watching
4: him the last couple of weeks? Devastating. Truly devastated. I've never had a, such a, a connection with a footballer at Villa in my lifetime. I'm 45 now. I've followed him all my life. I, basically, the way Southgate treated Jack at the Euros ruined the Euros for me. Because every game oh, I sat yeah. there thinking... Why aren't you playing him? He's your best player, playing. Yeah, you know, we did definitely. we did well. We got to the final, but in my opinion, we could have got to the final easier. Well, and we could have, won it, we could we have, won, have it. won it. And we should have won it. And yet, six weeks later, he's gone to Man City, and all of a sudden, he's good enough to be in that team. It's so frustrating, you know. But. The in England is another matter I, I think a lot of Villa fans have had to really wrestle with their consciousness over the Jack Reavish thing I think we're all absolutely devastated he went and a lot of them have. I think the problem he's having now is he's coming out and the sound bites he's giving to the press and the and the, and the interviews he's doing the one he did for England has gone down very badly um, with the Villa fans because he's sort of saying that he's making out now that Villa was always a stepping stone for him and we saw it differently. We saw the way he was with Villa and the way we thought he had the connection with Villa. That, that wasn't the case, but it's becoming quite apparent, really, that he just saw Villa as a stepping stone. And, and that's a shame, really, because so I it's think not like are, the old Joe Cole Liverpool moment where he's literally being told what to say. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, Jack's, you know, he's got people around him and I think he needs to get better people around him, if I'm honest, because I think you can big up Man City and you can be very, you know, positive about what you're doing and the, the decision you've made without. Throwing the Villa under the bus—that yeah. you know is his club. That's how I see it. Yeah. I think it's disappointing the way he's coming out, and it's going to take a lot. Re- It'd be very interesting when they turn up at Villa Park, the reaction he gets.
0: Yeah, there's a really—I think there's an interesting parallel there, uh, Justin, because of course you know JT went went to Villa on the coaching staff, and um, from what I understand, I mean you know I should ask you really rather than just presume, but my understanding is is that actually the Villa fans really quite liked him there, and they thought highly of him and yet you know he was never ever going to make any bones about the fact that he's a Chelsea boy Chelsea fan and all of that no. but that didn't have, that wasn't a problem for you guys right
4: not at all now i think he came to feel, uh, and had a year at the end of his career which in the championship we absolutely loved you know, I'm quite. I feel quite proud that he's only ever played for two clubs. I know he had a brief loan somewhere when he first started. Forest, I think. Forest. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So I'm very proud that a player of his stature has got two clubs based on his CV, and one of them's us. You know, and and I think he did have a really good affinity with the, with with the fans. To be honest, uh, you know, I think it, it went down very well. It helps that he was the player that he was and the leader that he was, you know, it helped us immensely. And then I think we were quite chuffed when he decided to come back. And I didn't think he'd hang around as long as he did, to be honest, on the coaching staff. I thought he'd have 12 months, 18 months. And I think he has had a lot of offers, but I think he he wanted to really, uh, I think he liked Dean Smith he liked the way Villa do things he could see the trajectory we were on with the owners and I think it was it's done him good to hang around and I think it was good what he did in the summer deciding to sort of walk away so he didn't leave us in the lurch halfway through the season so I've got nothing but good things to say about John Terry I, I wish him all the best and he was never ever going to be anything other than a stopgap for him but we knew that from day one so that's a, that's the difference
0: Yeah,
1: true enough you, Is your attitude towards Grealish now slightly a negative one in the view of the fact he's made these remarks because when Pat Nevin left us in the eighties, uh, I hated him. I made no yeah. about it, you know. I think hate's a hard, hard right,
4: thing to yeah. say because it, because he is a villa fan and, and, and you know, I don't want to throw him under the bus. I am really disappointed in what happened and how he's talking about us now. And I hope maybe in a few years' time, he'll have a different way of thinking. But you know, my thoughts about Jack was he was going to be a totty for us. You know, and Totti's great quote: "You know, one title at Roma is worth a hundred at Real Madrid." And I always thought that, and I still think to the day he can he can rack up as many titles as he wants at Man City. But sitting watching us win one thing, if he won one thing with us, it would mean more yeah. to him in my opinion, than winning 20, because I could go to Man City and sign for them. I'm 45-year-old, old, overweight man, and, you know, I, I could go and, 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 you know, win Trovers at Man City. It's not, it's not difficult, is it, in the current no. season?
0: I think that's a really good point about Totti. And By the way, no more questions about Grealish, because I think Thank we, you. We'll, we'll have to, I'll have to offer Justin a three-therapy uh, session after this, if we keep going on about Grealish. But uh, Totti's a really good point. I don't know if everybody's seen this, but if you haven't, check it out. Particularly if you're over here, because I suppose it's easier to see it. But there's a fantastic documentary about Francesco yeah. Totti that was on Sky Documentaries, which was it was all in Italian, so it was it was subtitled. It was absolutely brilliant. If you ever want to know, phenomenal, yeah, you know what a what a you know what what it's like to play for one club and be that kind of a player. I just I just sat there transfixed by. it. But anyway, we digress. Um. Right, your early season form, um, going into this match. I mean you drew you drew it home to to Brentford last time out, who were a yep. bit of an unknown quantity for everybody really, aren't they? You beat yep. Newcastle 2-0, which I would have bit would have thought was expected. And you kind of somewhat crazily lost uh to Watford in the first match of the season. So I suppose it's been mixed is probably the easiest way to put it.
4: Absolutely. I think it this sort of ties in with the summer we had uh running into the season, and I think a lot of clubs are finding this year having to do your pre season in the season yeah. um because you know we were so disjointed we had a couple of games called off covid i mean we were supposed to, i was supposed to be going down on the saturday before the season started to play in italian i think it was fiorentina uh, i can't remember now who it was uh, but anyway they had they pulled out on the friday night because of covid so we had a training session instead on the saturday and then managed to drag in some italian club i'd never heard of on the sunday and we had another game called off so it, it was all over the place really you know martinez when the uh, you know players were off on international duty, Grealish at the time obviously we thought we'd stay with us. Mings was off, and McGinn was out. So you know we we have had a really really tough summer and and a very disjointed summer because it was all about Jack, you know. So it, you know we he went and then we had to sort of think right, okay, the season starts soon, but uh, and then we had players missing. Bailey came in and although he was on the bench, he was seemed to have been carrying an injury, so he's been missing ever since. Um, and I think we were we went into that game underprepared really which is a shame because you know looking at the fixtures you know they are free games I was hoping we could get off to a flyer like we did last year especially given the the month we've got now I was hoping we could have a really good game run up to these games and give us a real nice cushion to to have a go at the at yourself, Chelsea and then we've got Man United coming up we've got yourself again in the in the League Cup as well so it's a shame that we're, we're, we're so sort of not underprepared but we're just I don't know we're undercooked and we're not yeah. quite it's going to take a while i think
0: that's a good way of putting it i think justin so talking about uh, the game tomorrow um you know i mean i know you've got uh, martinez and Buendia out which i think is a big loss for you they're very very good um, martinez is yeah yeah you know he's a top top keeper um so that being the case i mean who who are you likely to pick and how you know what what are the what are the biggest threats that you can bring to the table to chelsea do you think on saturday
4: it's a difficult one because Dean Smith is is a tried and trusted four three three man, and and he's played that practically the whole time at the Villa. And I think that trying to keep repeating it, but now Jack has gone, we we are going to have to try and find other ways to play. Uh, and that's why I was saying earlier about bringing in these players in in the attacking positions. That we're going to have to try and work out a different way of. of it was always give it to Jack and he'll make something happen. And and we have got very good players. Not to disregard the players we've got around him, because Ollie Watkins is fantastic, we've got John McGinn's fantastic, we've got some very good players, but I do think, I wonder whether he is going to throw a, a, a formation change in tomorrow, which I think wouldn't be the end of the world, so you know, you you sort of stick rigidly to this 3-4-2-1, is it, now that he does, which in the old days was wing-backs and 5-3-2, but it seems to be a 4-3. A, a Three, four, two, one. I think now you play. So I wonder whether you know with with Ings and Watkins now both available and fit, it would be prudent now to stick those two up front with with sort of our attacking players not quite being ready. Bundy is not there. I'm not sure Bailey's ready to start. Torres who you know obviously from being at Chelsea I'm not sure he's ready to start so given the players that are available tomorrow I do wonder whether he might go with uh, it's totally just my thought process really because he does stick very rigidly to 4-3-3 which will probably happen tomorrow but I do wonder whether it could be worth uh, you know going five at the back and we've got Cash and, and Target and, and Young can play that wing back role. We brought Twan Zabian, so we've got three good centre halves You know, Cons is a, f- a phenomenal talent. Mings, you know, is a great centre half. Um, we've got, you know, midfielders. Louise hasn't quite got up to the level yet, but I'm hopeful for him. McGinn's fit against the Mr. Brentford game. And Ramsey, you know, a kid that's coming through is a very good footballer. Um, and then go with the two up front and just sort of. Try and sit tight and, and hold as much as we can, and uh, not be negative, but just be be, you know, clever, really. You know, Chelsea are a huge threat. They're for me the title favourites this season. And we covered it on our previous show on the UTV podcast this week. And and we've all said that we fancy Chelsea to win the league. Um, so it's gonna be a tough task for us tomorrow.
0: Yeah. What what worry what worries you about Chelsea?
4: Two People, uh, one is Lukaku, which is the obvious one because he's come back a totally different, uh, sort of player than when he left. He's almost the complete striker now, isn't he? he can do everything. And your manager, to be honest, Tuchel, you know, he worries me because he's so tactically astute. You know, what he's done with Chelsea, I mean, you look at what Lampard he's almost had practically the same set of players that Lampard has when he turned two, two in within six at months.
1: Lampard, two players that Lampard banished, brought
4: them yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And he's turned you into European champions and, and serious title contenders within six months. So he worries me because, you know, he's, he's, he's got everything up there, hasn't he? And he's, you know, Smith is he's still a, quite a new manager to this level. You know, three years in the Premier League, that's all he's had. Um, I think he's a good manager, a very good manager. And I pray that he can improve, which he's doing season on season. But we've just got to be very clever tomorrow and make sure we don't, I mean, the Watford game shows if you're not on it against anybody in this league, you can be two or three goals behind before you start. So against someone like Chelsea with the threat that you carry, we've got to be very clever really tomorrow and make sure, you know, and we've got a new set piece coach as well, which seems to be the new fashionable thing. So we've already seen that pay dividends with a, I think Danny Ings has been given the Premier League goal of the month for the first month of the season with overhead kick. And that was from this new set piece coach. So I'm hoping we can maybe nick something from a set piece or with Ings and Watkins up front, if we can, get enough of the possession, then, um, you know, with those two up front, you you know, you, you always fancy ourselves to, to nick a goal.
1: Yeah. Justin, will Ashley Young play, do you think?
4: Probably not. Uh I well, I don't know to be honest, because he's been he's been in and out with target, uh, but he's played in about four positions so far this season. I think there's an interesting stat for the Villa that we've played 21 players have played so far for us in three games, and it took till February last year for us to play 21 players. So that just shows you the the amount of players we've got missing and, and the upheaval we've had to deal with. So we could do with a settled run of, of games and and the team really, but um, you know we've got to ease players back in
0: interesting stuff. Um I'm going I'm going to get a prediction out of you in a minute but, but before I do <laughs> that Justin um <clears throat> you know what are your expectations for Villa this season because I mean a lot of, there's been a lot of talk of them maybe pushing for a European place this year if things go well would you agree with that?
4: Um again uh, we wasn't going to carry on talking about him but it it's it's, <laughs> it's relevant because pre Jack going uh, I I was adamant that we could have a real push for Europe this season. I think we showed a lot of people last season what a good team we were, and I thought that pre buying anybody, if we keep Jack, keep the nucleus of the squad together, add some really good players, I thought there's no reason why we couldn't push sixth, seventh, maybe even higher with a you know fair win behind us. But we've had to reassess, I think, now because we, you know, I think we finished eleventh last season. I think most Villa fans, I don't talk for everybody, obviously, but they would be happy now with their sort of, I think ninth, eighth, or ninth, tenth, you know, mid-table, and just. Keep everything calm now and bed all these new players in, and 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 sort of go again next season and and really have a go then.
0: Mm, I think if you see if you look at if you look at what West Ham have done, you know, which in a way, I mean, I'd I'd say that Villa are a bigger club than West Ham, but I I would imagine similar in I mean. some some circumstances because well, I'm not just because they play in Claret and Blue, but you know, because you know, you've both had spells out of the Premier League, you know. Yep but you've got a good fan base, all this kind of stuff. But I think West Ham have showed with a with a really good experienced manager who, let's face it, not enough people really rated, you know, and some shrewd purchases when you can do it within the budget that you have, because you can't compete with the likes of us, City, Liverpool and United in terms of the kind of players you can buy. I mean, that's, that's obvious. But yeah. you can still actually do really, really well. And I think West Ham are probably at the moment a shining beacon for a lot of other clubs. And I would, I would include, you know, Villa in that. You know, because I think you're a bigger club than them. And I think you could do that with some shrewd management.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think West Ham is an interesting one. And I think there's always a team that comes out of the middle pack. And does really well when you suddenly get two or three. I mean, they got Declan Rice, they have got mm-hmm. some really good young players coming through, and they and they bought well with last season with Kafal and Sucek, didn't they? Who yeah. settled immediately in the Premier League. And if you if you do get a bit lucky, I know it's not luck. You, you buy players on scouting and, and you look at these players, but I don't think anybody expected them to have the impact they did at West Ham. Uh, and then obviously the addition of Lingard in January just catapulted them to to you know almost you know ridiculous positions, <laughs> didn't they? Top four, yeah. but they'll have the problem that we've got into you do break into that top four and then you'd like your Declan Rice's just become you know targets for the top four. So it's a real difficult thing to break into nowadays with yeah, yeah. you know we've gotta be we've got to try and hold our best players and push up the league as quickly as we can because if you don't you know if West Ham finish seventh this season eighth then Declan Rice leaves doesn't he? he goes to wherever and well you know, Chelsea best...
0: hopefully Justin that would be nice well yeah exactly you know <laughs> and,
4: and 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 it's the it's the unfortunately it's just the way of the world yeah, in the premier league you know we we've been picked off this summer and as annoying as it is we want to be that position of picking the players off because if we suddenly catapulted ourselves to second and and then won the league in three or four years time then we'll be the ones that are picking off the better players from mid-table clubs it's just the way the football works well and
0: and as you rightly pointed out earlier it's the way it's always been I mean we we, JK and I and Dane all know what that's like because it used to happen to us unfailingly and regularly but uh, it's a, but it's, it goes in, it goes in yeah.
4: cycles, doesn't it? Man United did it. Well, Liverpool did it, didn't they? Yeah. They used to hoover up the best yeah. talent from England and Scotland. Then Man United took over and they yeah. did it. Then Mbramovic rocked up at Chelsea and he did it. And you now Man City Arsenal did it
1: as well, actually. Arsenal, Arsenal
4: did it, to did it. an extent. I don't think they did it to the extent that, that Mbramovic and probably and, and Man City are doing it. But they did definitely, because they were at that top, they, they could cherry-pick the players, can't they?
0: Always happens, wherever the top clubs are, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. All right, my friend, it's been really good to torture. I've really enjoyed it tonight very interesting mm. stuff. Uh how how you know how do you see it going what's the prediction going to be for tomorrow?
4: Well on our up the villa uh, podcast uh, one on the week would you believe for the first time ever I predicted a loss I'm a very positive villa fan uh, and I've never ever predicted even if I felt like it was going to happen I could never get the words out of my mouth <laughs> and, he, and I and I even texted uh, Luke and Ryan and did it with after as soon as it came off air and I just said I I feel like I've cheated on my wife now. So I was, I was devastated. I said it, but you know, that's just my strength at the moment. I feel and that's not to so say I don't think we can beat you because I, anybody can beat anybody. And I think we've got a chance. But as the team news has come out today, I'm going to change my mind and say we're going to nick a draw tomorrow, a two-all right. draw.
0: You're entitled to change your mind, Justin. That's. I wish I could do that. We, we've got a Premier League predictions league and I'm languishing in the bottom of it pretty much. Oh, dear. And I wish I could change your mind. But no, Excuse fair me, the, enough. The
1: legend, the legend is propping up the rest. Yeah, oh.
4: that's your Can we change your name then now? Yeah, there uh, the yeah, has been legend
0: the, 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 J- Jonathan bottom of the league kid is what he should could, change it to it's, 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 D- it's,
4: dare it's, I it. ask what your three predictions were and well,
0: you, you, we, we would love to tell you but you'll have to listen oh, to the show because okay. we, we give ours no right at the end of the no, show we'll the okay, no, yeah. we don't want to be offensive no, no, I'll well, tune no, in we're, later. we're too polite and nice and kind but uh, <laughs> no I mean a two-all draw I mean why not you know but uh, the other thing I should say Justin actually, thank you uh, to you and Ryan uh, in particular because I really enjoyed writing that piece for for you and your website this week. It's quite, quite nice right? Yeah, it's gone sake, down.
4: It's, it's It's gone out today and it's gone down really well. Ryan does a lot of good work. You know, we just, you know, we started only 12 months ago, just three Villa fans really just wanted to put some content out and it's grown really, really well. Luke's idea who I, I work close by with in Sutton Coalfield and, um, and we love doing it like yourselves do, you know, talking about the club you love and the, the Passionate of you know football is, is fantastic. I could talk all night, you know. And it's, I've loved this, and it's UTV podcast. So if anybody, any Chelsea fans are listening, we did a really good preview show like yourselves are doing. It's only about twenty five minutes long, and uh, it was all very complimentary. Let's say like that. So okay. I think given where Mister Jack's gone, uh, we all are hoping and praying that you can win the league this season. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, Justin, so, yeah. it's been a real pleasure having you on, and I hope I hope we get either you or Ryan back when we we go up and see you. Which I don't know when that is actually. It's probably sometime in the new year, isn't it? I would have thought. Yeah, out. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, not previewing the Carabao about match, are we? Too? No, because it's on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, and we just yeah. well, we might mention it because it, obviously we've got a Monday show, but we can't Monday, we can't yeah. do one with a guest. Oh, no, we can't a show. Do, no. no, no, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, do you think, think you'll
4: go just quickly? Do you think you'll go weaker in that competition? Um, oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he'll definitely. play an absolutely. He'll play. Um, Completely different team, but I mean, right.
0: The thing is, though, Justin, is we've got. I mean, even last year, people were saying we probably had the second best squad in the league uh, to City because the squad depth was really, really good, and you could say I was going to say this season.
4: When I said weaker, I said that with inverted commas, yeah. but you can't oh, hear that. Can we understood. actually, we actually pay you again on uh, the Boxing Day, twenty sixth of December. Ooh. Villa Park. Well, so. I'll, I'll
0: have to think about the scheduling for that one, because that's always tricky around Christmas, but hey, we'll see what we can do. It'd be lovely Christmas to get you back. Christmas Day podcast? Yeah. No problem, Anytime I'm always <laughs> yeah. available. You you want me to get divorced, don't you, Dane? It's not happening. Uh, yeah, Justin, it's been really lovely having you on, and uh, thanks very much for the contribution. Hopefully we'll get you back, and uh, I, I kind of would wish you Well, I can't wish you good luck for tomorrow, but I can certainly wish you good luck for the rest of the season. No,
4: I don't wish you good luck for tomorrow, but I'm sure you'll understand that. But as I I say, um, I hope you pip. If anybody's got to pip them to any titles this season, I hope it's you lovely. (laughs)
0: That's very good of you. Good stuff. Lovely stuff. There you go. Justin Hawthorne from Up The Villa podcast and website and all sorts of good things there. Really, really good stuff. Uh, We will be back. We will be back uh, after this very short break and we'll be giving you our preview of the game.
1: Real fans, real
3: opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea
0: Football F- Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show with me, Stanford Chidge, uh, and him down there, Mr. JK, the legend. Love
1: to be on the show. Yes, the legend. Can we can we get rid of this? Change the legend. Can we stop this?
0: I think you've you've. I, do you know what? I I almost heard you in a play today. Oh what the Charles Paris one? Uh, was it on Radio, radio 4? Four? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I turned the radio on. I was about to go off for my my lunchtime swim. <laughs> turned the radio on because I was very lazy today. I drove the. It's a ten minute walk, but I was in such a flap. I drove. I turned the radio on and they said, and they're giving the credits and Jonathan Kidd. What? What? Jonathan's on a plane. Yeah, Bernard. Bernard, That's right.
1: Bernard was a a, a very large um, Cockney uh, stage door manager, asthmatic stage door manager. It was sort of like that. That's what I played
0: him like. You know. Like the bloke that's at the ground next to you. You you often yeah. do that voice for the old codger at the ground. Oh,
1: hey, no, that's, that's, that's the old codger's voice oh, like okay. that. It's slightly different.
0: Anyway, Brian Justman on <laughs> on Mixler has said you're a legend of the fan bite, And I think that is absolutely true. Um, oh, you, thank you, you. You've made that your own. And then some. Have you got any ideas for this for tomorrow? Who's, who, are you doing it solo or have you got somebody on? Um, I'm bringing Alex. So we're going to get Alex on, are we? I hope so. I'm going to ask her. See what she says. She might might not be up for that. She might not be
1: up for it. In which case, I'll do it again.
0: Okay. Do um, you want to meet
1: me? Do you want to meet me, George? Well,
0: here? I think you, I think it'd be much better if you had Alex on. And I think, as you said earlier on, the whole point about it was to spread Absolutely. it around. You know? Spread it around. I had my go. My go will come round again. So I'm, right. i you, know. Dane,
1: you must do one with me as well. Yeah,
2: definitely. Wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. And as Jon-
0: Jonathan rightly says, we've also got Dane Whittle on me and John prattling on there. I mean, ridiculous. And anyway, we've got uh, Dane Whittle. How are you, Dane?
2: Yeah, evening. Yeah. How good was Justin from yeah. Upper Villa podcast? We are just off, saying off air how brilliant it was talking to him.
0: He was really indeed. nice. Now, I've got some kind of parish notices here. First of all, is the lovely If She Don't Come, who's in Mixler uh, tonight listening to this live. He says I'm sat at home battling covid rough as a badger's bottom. <laughs> Thankfully you guys are on to cheer me up. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that we're here to cheer you up, mate, but I'm very very sorry to hear that you've got covid and that you are in fact as you say rough as a badger's bottom. I hope you get through it quick and uh, and as uh, you know that you're, you don't feel as rough as, as I know some people have. So we're, we're all thinking of you and sending positive vibes. Are so badger's bottoms rough? Yes. This is <laughs> why you use them as bris- uh, shaving, uh, you know, brushes.
1: Well, like the saving brush is a, is a badger's it's hair from the bottom.
0: Yeah. Well, you, how do you know where it's from? Could be from anywhere, couldn't it? Well, exactly. So, why would the, why would the bottom particularly be the bottom? I think it's item? probably more bristly. Uh, what, what? hair in, the, in your arsehole. Oh, God. No, I didn't, no, no. Well, the bottom's more than just your, your ring piece, mate, isn't it? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Around it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, right. I've got some more parish notices. Uh, the first of all is this is just brilliant. Another. Another brilliant uh, book from Gate 17, which, as you know, is the publishing company run and owned by Mr. Mark Worrell, a member of this very fine podcast. And it is Blue Hitmen, uh, Chelsea's 25 Greatest Goals. And it's uh, by Paul Radcliffe. It's got a forward by Kerry Dixon. And a limited edition version of the book signed by Paul and Kerry will be available from the CFC UK stall tomorrow at £10. And the standard uh, paperback and e-book versions are also available on Amazon. Uh, carries forward is individual... moments. Well, I think his forward is more than this, but a quote from "is Individual moments of genius in your memory bank. Goals that make you proud to have witnessed them. And he scored a few, let's be honest. Uh, there have been many brilliant and significant goals scored in Chelsea's gloriously unpredictable history. That's how you know it's a Gate 17 publication, because it, it has the words glorious unpredictability. They quite often appear in Gate 17 publications. And in Blue Hitmen, lifelong supporter Paul Radcliffe details and ranks the 25 strikes he believes to be the greatest. From a thunderbolt penalty at a packed Stamford Bridge in 1955 to a magnificent Premier League triumph 50 years later. From a goal that may have kept the Chelsea FC in existence to a strike that helped put the club in the International Billionaires League. Fantastic European triumphs against some of the biggest teams in the world with brilliant goals from Chelsea superstars. Great hitmen are listed as we explore wonderful goals from different eras looking for what makes a strike special. Sometimes it can be the sheer emotion of the day, like Chelsea's return to the old First Division at Highbury, roared on by 20,000 Blues fans. Who would you choose? Football is about opinions. And Blue Hitman takes us back to some memorable games. So there you go. Now, talking of the CFC UK store, many of you might have remembered... Uh, from when we used to go to the football in the good old days before COVID struck, that the Chelsea Supporters Trust would often have uh, a food bank collection for the local people in Hammersmith and Fulham who uh, are struggling, you know, with their food and shopping uh, bills. So uh, I'm glad to say it's back for the first time in 17 months. Um, so uh, it's going to be at a new place, though. It's not going to be at the CFC UK store. It's going to be at the gates of the Oswald Stoll mansions, which, of course, is adjacent to Stamford Bridge on Fulham Road. Uh, so if you can uh, find your way to you know, mm. nipping into the local Sainsbury's or something on the way and getting a quick bag of food. Th- they're very specific about what they need, though, and, of course, their needs, as you can imagine right now, are greater than ever. So donations of long-life juice and milk, tinned fruit, meat, uh, tinned meat, that is, tinned vegetables and tinned fish and instant coffee would be especially welcome. So if you can find a way to do that, Before the match tomorrow, you will be greatly appreciated by one and all. One of the best things that the Supporters Trust does, in my humble opinion. Uh, And uh, finally, is it finally? I'm trying to think if we've got any any more. I can't remember how many parish notes we've got. Yes, this is the last one, I promise you. Right, this is a brilliant one. Right, this week, you know we do a, a, a kind of a prize draw with football prizes? Yes, indeed. Well, this week's competition is an absolute cracker. We've got a signed and framed Didier Drogba shirt in this week's Football Prizes draw. Tickets are £5.95 each, and the draw ends next Wednesday, so 15th of September. And to enter, you go to footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash Drogba, and uh, there are only 99 tickets available, so don't, don't, you know, don't dally on this. Get on it right now and get entered into the draw to win a signed and framed Didier Drogba shirt. Now, I have to say, J.K., I'm not usually very good at doing these things, but do you know what the huge irony is? I've got two shirts, right, from the era that Drogba played in for Chelsea. Yes. And I've got pretty much every signature of every decent player who played for us around that period. I'm talking 2012-13, around that kind of time. But do you know who's missing?
1: Uh, let me guess.
0: Guess. Didier Drogba? Didier Drogba, because he was not there at the training ground both the times that I went. So I, I'm missing him. I'm tempted to enter this, actually. Although I've got absolutely fuck all space to put it on any bloody wall at all. But it's, I mean, it's that's a goody. So I'm up for that. Anyway, if it's a
1: goody. You could take another one down and put. No, the I, I
0: can't actually because all, all of my memorabilia is yeah. in in this office, and as you can see, the the, the walls are sloped. So actually, to put the uh, my memorabilia, they're all on the sloped wall. So I've had to force screw them in. Yes. They ain't coming out, mate.
1: No, mate. Because it's no. all
0: it's all plas- you know, plasterboard.
1: Put one on the floor and just don't walk on it. Yeah,
0: but uh, that's a very silly idea, Jonathan. Very silly idea. The idea that a legend would give you. It is, really. Uh, okay. right, we've got to preview the Villa game now, which uh, I'm really looking forward to, because as I said earlier on, I'm just delighted that we've got football back. Uh, The flaming international football that we've had to put up with the last couple of weeks. and I think you'll probably agree, J.K., and I, I know this because you love to start off with this, whether I've scripted it to start off with or not. But I think this week of all weeks, is absolutely pertinent to start off with the team selection. Uh, and I, I have gone with the following, which is, as you know, it's a kind of a mixture of what I want and what I think Tuka will do. All right? So, Mondi is our goalkeeper. Uh, Mondi, Rudiger, Christensen, because we know Silver's probably not going to play. I've gone for Aspilaquetta at, at right, uh, right central uh, defence, but I would have the caveat that maybe Shiloba could play there and he might play. Tuchel might play Shaloba Shiloba and Aspilicueta as the right wing-back, but I think that's what I would probably go for. Uh, Alonso, because still, you know, he's yet to be proven that he's not worth his place, uh, and Chilwell just hasn't really had the matches, so I still think Alonso will get it. Jorginho... And Kovacic, I think, will start. We know Kante is out, and I don't think he's going to start Saul. Saul might come on after about yes, 60, 65 minutes in, yes. in my book. So I think he starts with what he knows, because Tuchel tends to do that. Jorginho and Kovacic in the midfield. I think hudson you know is our right wing-back. And I think yeah. the point you made earlier on about that, which is you know having made that stand and, and blocked his way out, maybe this is an opportunity for him to pay a bit of that back. Uh, and then up front, obviously Lukaku, because we know he's fit. Obviously Mount, because Mount always starts, or usually always starts. And then it's, I mean, I originally went with Werner, because I thought that, that Havertz might be uh, suffering a bit from his from his flu that he picked up while he was away. But I gather he played for Germany on Wednesday. So I could see, you know, let's be honest, our preferred front three is, is Havertz, Mount and Lukaku, um, if they're all fit. So if if Havertz is fit, I think he'll start with Havertz. But if Havertz isn't fit, I think he'll start with Werner just to see how that works. Because Werner, of course, got three goals for Germany, didn't he, uh, in the last couple of weeks. So maybe his confidence might have come back. So that's what I think. What do you think, J.K.? Uh, I agree with you completely, Church.
1: And um, um, I was intrigued to hear his explanation, Tuchel, of why Chilwell wasn't playing, of course, the... The Twitterati or when, you know, he hates him and he's going to transfer him and what's wrong with what's wrong with him and is he run out of form and he just explained um, Alonso was in a better position, came back earlier had more legs in him as he put it and also he said it's playing fantastic as he said Tuchel actually said that and he is and I can honestly say that um, uh, Alonso has played absolutely out of his skin, he's taken the opportunity brilliantly, revealing a, um, a side of him from a skill point of view that uh, I don't think we've seen since Conte, under Conte and I'm so pleased for him because I think he's one of the best um, uh, strikers of a ball for a defender we've ever had that I've ever seen playing for Chelsea in my long years and I'm very fond of him as a player indeed I'm very pleased for that that he's managing to improve his all-round game but um, uh, I think he'll play Adoy, uh, especially for that reason I think he'll play Dave um, uh, Wright Centre back, um, and I don't think Werner will get in. I think Werner will get in in the Carabao Cup. I think he'll play a very different side. Um, but I also think that um, uh, I think he might play Zayek instead of Havertz if he doesn't play Havertz. But uh, I think he might get the nod ahead just for Lukaku for the for, for giving the the um, the delivery to Lukaku. But I think um, I think he'll play Havertz as you've suggested. I think he'll play the same three up front that he's played uh, all season so far um and um yes um Jorginho and Kovacic because Kovacic whenever he's come on has played out of his skin and uh Jorginho other than a couple of errors against Liverpool was similarly um uh masterful particularly in that in the defensive effort that they made in the second half which was uh was tactically brilliant so yeah I think it's going to be very similar to the side that you said in fact the same as the side you said
2: mm,
0: okay what do you, what do you think Dane yeah
2: I'm,
0: I was just Writing
2: it down quickly, you know. Uh, I know Tuchel's been a, a a massive shouter for you know five subs. You know every time he's mentioned players who yeah. can't play, uh, J K was talking about Alonso. What I liked about Tuchel talking about Alonso, he clearly wasn't closing the door on Chilwell. He was praising Chilwell. No, no, indeed, indeed, absolutely. Plus absolutely. he was also saying, well, if I was allowed five subs, you know, it is a benefit. You give for him a clubs. go. It's not even. He said it's also a benefit for lower league clubs because he said the the lower the lower teams were were complaining. It's a benefit to the higher clubs. So I'm thinking. Obviously, he can he can only make three subs, so he can't change it too much. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, I'd like to. I I think he's definitely going to play ZH. You know, he's had ZH with him for two weeks uh, while other players have played a lot of football. Usually, they go away for two matches. They went away for three matches. That's a long time. And I also think uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi will be in there somewhere. I think it's harsh in playing right wing back, but I just don't know if he will take the risk playing in behind Lukaku, Ziyech, and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Uh, and going back to Saul, I think Saul will get a few minutes and he will make a full debut on Tuesday against Zenit. Mm. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday
0: yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, it is. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I mean, the one thing I would add to that about Werner uh, was that, um, okay you know, Tuchel's not an idiot, and I think he was really speaking platitudes, but somebody asked him, might have been Olivier Buzaglo, uh asked him about Werner, would would he play Werner with um, Lukaku, because as we were all saying before the start of the season, you know, Werner likes to play uh, with a big chap uh, next to him, and actually, uh, Tuchel confirmed that, that he said, what did he call it, a reference, Lukaku is a reference, and uh, Verna uh, um, likes to play with a reference, and Lukaku is our reference, so it's in his mind. But um, he wasn't going to commit as to whether it, whether and when it would happen. But I have to say, at some stage of the season, I would like to see how that might work. How, how you know, maybe playing three four one two instead of three four two one, you know, and see if actually we can get any change out of, uh, of Werner But uh, I, I, I kind of you know i i think you i think you're probably right but who knows i mean you know great tommy t always throws in an outlier from most of the selections that we do we we, we kind of almost always get it almost right but there's always like one player he throws in that we, thought, we go yeah. oh i didn't expect that yeah so there we go anyway I, well i said I,
2: I said a couple of weeks ago Chinch, didn't i i said under two called you will get a chance it's up to you to take it if you don't miss tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I I mean, obviously the big thing is, of course, we said this earlier on, you know, Pulisic probably wouldn't have started anyway, but he's definitely out. James is definitely out because he's suspended and I think he probably would have started. Uh, You know, Kante uh, Kante would have started if he was fit Uh, and Silva, maybe, maybe, but I'm not entirely sure. But I think the real point is, and I was saying this earlier on as well, wasn't I, to Adam about, you know, they've only had one day's training. Dane mentioned it absolutely spot on. They've had three matches in the international break, whereas I think normally it's two. Mm. Uh, You know, it's early in the season, so I don't think you can really complain about them being fatigued by it, but, you know, because they are getting their fitness up. So maybe that will help. But I I just wonder what the international effect, the international breaks effect might be on, on this game. And I'm kind of also thinking, Dane, a bit more widely because we've all done our Premier League predictions and it's difficult doing them because you don't know quite what the extent of the damage has, mm. that has been done by the international break. And I wonder what, how that applies to us, maybe.
2: Well, yeah, exactly what we had three German players in Iceland, one in Italy, one in Spain, two in Poland, although Reese was an unused sub. And the previous night before, Kovacic and Christensen played yeah, big minutes. It's, uh, you know, that's a big chunk of our players. And uh, I haven't done my Premier Prediction, so thanks for reminding me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you get him in tonight, mate. It's Twelve yeah, thirty we'll kickoff. Help. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, JK, are you a bit worried about that? Or, or or I mean he's managed it before, so you know, maybe we shouldn't be too worried. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I love it. Um okay, then what about Villa? Is there anything about Villa that worries you? Because I mean my my feeling on Villa is that they're no mugs, but we're better than Villa.
1: Ings is a good player. Very good player indeed. Um uh what Mings. King's- Watkins is a very good player. Yes, scores some nice angles. And quick. Very, very clever. Um, Mings is a decent player as well. Played well for England in the summer plays. Uh, in fact, I, I grew, I, I became through watching him a bit of affection for him. I thought he gives a gives 100% and is very competitive. So you know, uh, I think one positive you can say about the international break is you do if players do play uh, go far go far along the, uh, play well for the team um you can assess them very differently from their club sides and i like that and so um uh but um no i i i don't i don't think they should really stand a chance against the uh, chelsea side playing as well as this as 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 uh, under such a fantastic manager as indeed justin said so um i would be predicting a, a very easy win
0: indeed and uh and and Dane, I mean, it's hard to argue with that, really. I mean, what I, what I would say about this game tomorrow, because you know, this is such the this is such an infuriating thing about this this particular international break. I think because you you get into the start of the season, you play three games, you can build up a bit of momentum, and then it it just grinds to a halt. So, mm. for me, the win is important tomorrow by any means necessary. To re, you know, restart that momentum again. Would you Would you agree with that?
2: Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll take anything. One nil. Two one. Yeah. Three two. Uh, in off your bum. You know. I'll take it anything. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. You're right. The internationals grind me down. You know. I can't really watch America because they play like two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. So, over two weeks of internationals, just just have no interest to in me. To be fair, I actually turned on the Poland game for 15 minutes and I quite enjoyed it and. <laughs> you know it's, it's nice seeing it's nice seeing mountain and, and mountain greenish, really. Play really well, having, they, they? And, they play very well Kaku. together, but very, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. You know, there's a lot going on. I've got to go and see Marco, go and see a couple of people. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't usually buy a program either, but uh, Gary Hayes has done a piece with Johnny Vaughan about Sean Locke, the uh, comedian, comedian. who was a season ticket old, who, who, who unfortunately very funny, unfortunately passed. And I know, I think they've, they've uh, agreed with uh, Bruce Buck to try and do a. a, a, a applause. Applause in the 58th, minute. 58th uh, minute. Yeah. So I'll definitely be buying a program tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. And yeah, I'll take anything. It'd be nice seeing Lukaku back as, as a big player you know for his for his second home debut for us at Stamford bridge yeah but I'll take anything you know you, you know when you get to our you know our age you know we've been going Chelsea so long you know we just so it's always so nice to go into the ground and just sit and absorb and i get so many memories from just you know i always have like 5 minutes to myself and i look around and so many flashbacks and it's a it's always a pleasure going so yeah i'm really looking forward to tomorrow
0: mm, i mean yeah, I mean, so am I. It's, and and like you said, I've got a, I've got a mad day tomorrow. I've got a couple of uh couple of great mates uh, coming. Well, a, a great mate who's coming over from Sonoma in California. Hopefully, armed with a bottle of uh, Pinot Noir for me. Well, <laughs> no, actually, 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 it's for my wife as a peace offering. I said to him, I said, you realise that I'm coming out here because I've got him a couple of tickets. I'm going to meet him, going to introduce him to Kerry and Canners and a few things like that. Take him down the cock to uh, meet all of us lot. But Matt uh, actually sat on the benches at Putney Station, probably in our our second ever fan fancast season. So he goes back wow. a long way. So it's going to be great to see him. But that's going to be a busy day. I'm going to get books signed for other people. It's going to be mad, mad, mad. But I'm. I mean, the you know, the reality is the thing I'm looking forward to most, obviously, is of course, uh, you know, watching Chelsea again. I mean, it was weird, wasn't it, the the Villa game because. You know, in a, in a in a in a in a way, it was all like, I don't know. It, it it was kind of so emotional to be back for me that it all kind of I can't. I mean, I couldn't tell you now what the score was. I couldn't tell you because it just it just didn't sink in. It was just so it was just so fantastic to be back. You know, that's all that really really mattered. So uh, yeah. So tomorrow is going to be different. It's gonna, tomorrow in a way feels for me like proper football is back and of course the other thing as you mentioned uh, Dane uh Lukaku didn't play for us against uh Palace so um this has been my first opportunity to see him play now he's come mm. back so I'm really looking forward to that so we can
2: watch him as you, as we've always talked about before you know yeah. we get different views and eyesight when we're at the ground and it's so, as JK has always said before, it's so nice to like watch one player and see the runs and see the movement. We can have that, obviously, blessing tomorrow. One thing about going back to our first game of the season, what I, one thing I realised when I was walking up to the, uh, the stadium, it's a little bit uh, uh, it was a little bit negative. But I was thinking, oh my God, because I know the season ticket holders around me. And I was really scared that I was going to go up sit in my seat and someone was going to go, Unfortunately, uh, he passed from COVID, yeah, and I was yeah, not yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. But luckily, no, you know, people did. But luckily, in in our little circle, no, no one, everyone was fine. It's nice seeing everyone again after nearly you know eighteen months as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did think the same actually, Dane, But it was hard to tell. But I saw all the people that I knew, mm. kind of you know around me, and it was good good to see them all all back there. JK, how how do you see the match going tomorrow? 4 0. 4 0 <laughs> is that it?
1: Brilliant. Who's going yeah, Lukaku Car- sc- Car- scored two.
0: Yeah, he's got a great record against Villa, you know. He scored five times against them in the Premier is League. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, I think we'll be much too strong for them.
0: Mm. I think losing Martinez for them and Wendy oh. is a massive oh. blow. Massive blow.
2: Who is their reserve goalie chic?
0: Oh, that's a good point. It's in the notes I sent you, but I can't remember his bloody name. Heaton left,
2: didn't he? Heaton's gone yeah, United yeah. for some reason, it's, I don't know.
0: It's, I can tell you, if you talk amongst yourselves for a minute, I think it's Jed, Jed Farr or something. Something like that. Uh, uh, come on, where is it? Why can you never find anything when you... Ah, Jed Steer. Jed Steer. Yeah, Jed Steer. But he's, he, he hasn't played for them in the top flight since he was a sub an eighth-minute sub, and a 2-1 loss to Wolves in October. You'll, two you'll probably presidency. have a, a world each, each. Oh, That's don't. You, you, see, now you've hexed it, haven't you? <laughs> you've hexed it. Yeah. 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 And you, you've gone for 4-0 in your Prem Predictions League as well? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Bit of continuity. Yeah. I think we need yeah. to stick to that. If we predict it in the show, we've got to stick with it in the Prem Predictions. League. Yeah, I got it wrong
1: last time. I thought it was 5-0 and it was 6-0 for You, that,
0: you were so. actually very unlucky with that, I have to say. You were very Thanks. unlucky with that. Um, Thanks. Dane, how about you, mate? Hey, what are you going for? I was going to
2: go three 0 but I like I like I really like JK's four 0 with Lukaku scoring two. I thought he was going to say Lukaku four, <laughs> but yeah, I'm now going to I'm going to go for three 0 I've been I've been really good on Chelsea, as I said. The only the only mistake I made was uh, I put in uh, for one result, and my wife said no 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 no, it's going to be this one. I would listen to her; otherwise, I would have had uh, all Chelsea correct. Is she
1: the guru then, Dane? Is that? What yeah, is?
2: yeah. She she thinks she is. Yeah, she thinks she can. <laughs> you know. Yeah. you know when they t- when someone messes with your mind and you think, oh, I should have just shut up, because uh, what I would have predicted was right and she was eventually wrong. But now I'm going to go three 0 hmm. comfortable. I get down and look in the mirror. I, I look, <laughs> I don't, no, 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 no. Don't, what are you suggesting? No, no. no.
0: <laughs> well, there we go. What a revelation. Um, I myself, I'm going to go for two nil. OK, because I, I mean, on the basis that Chelsea, apart from when they get cheated out of it by ref, referee Anthony Taylor and Liverpool, very, very rarely concede goals thanks to their brilliant tactics and defence and Edouard Maundy. So I'm going, you know, that villain not to score, but also we don't, I don't, you know, we just don't score bags of goals under Tuchel. We've only done it, I think, scored more than two once and... Uh, you know, we just don't. But, I mean, see, what we don't know at the moment is whether that's just because our, our finishing was just so abhorrent last year or mm. or and whether that actually this might improve because we have got Lukaku and we might really bury teams. But, you know, against Arsenal, we should have buried them, mm. you know, and we didn't. So, and I mean, Palace were just absolutely shit. We should have buried <laughs> them. We should have buried them by more than three, let's be honest. Yeah.
1: There were many chances.
0: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm just thinking I'm going to go for two. So you're 4-0, J.K., you're three nil, Dane. I am two nil. So somewhere along the line, we've probably got it horrendously wrong. If there was it? a fourth
1: <laughs> member of this panel, there would be a one nil. There probably.
0: If Clayton was here, there'd be a one nil. One 0 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there we go. Well, I hope it does work out. Any one of those is fine by me, because as as Dane and I were saying, I think it's really important that we win to to pick that momentum up again. It's all about momentum in this league. Tommy T knows that. I think very very well. And that's, of course, exactly what he did to the back end of last season. Here's an interesting stat for you, actually. In the last, I think it's something like 13 league games, uh, Tuchel has won more points uh, for Chelsea than anybody but Man City. You wow. know, so there's a not, I mean, if you, if you compare, you know, Chelsea and City, Tuchel and Guardiola in that period, we're not far behind them, which is an interesting point in terms of everybody being very positive about us mounting a title challenge this year. So there we go. I'll leave you with that. Uh, This has been enormously huge fun, as it always is. Uh, Many thanks to the lovely people in uh, Mixler. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the show. Uh, Mark's in there. Mark Means in there. and He's reminded me quite rightly. New issue of CFC UK is out. So if you want a copy of the new edition of CFC UK, you can pick it up from the stall tomorrow and and meet the likes of Marco and, and DJ. And a few other reprobates like myself who will be hanging around. Uh right. Yeah. How do you pay for it? Do
1: people use coins anymore?
0: I do you know what? I, do, I mean I actually now uh Dave sends them in the post to me, so I got mine today. Yeah. But I presume people will still pay by co I did I think I, I, I said to Marco last time we saw him I said, You need to get Apple Pay mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he chuckled and he thought, actually he said, As you, cheers, that's not a bad idea. But I think it would be terrible in a way because it's always been only a pound. Yeah. No, only an Apple Pay doesn't have the same ring, does it? No, uh, it
1: doesn't. Uh, you could always put, could
0: maybe, put the price up. Maybe, fire, maybe, and, uh, yeah, maybe he could change it. No, he won't do that. He's gonna. No, no, he would never do that. He's no. never going to do it. But maybe what you could do is change it to Apple Pay, and then his cry can be, hurry up, only an apple. And then <laughs> and then people will give him an apple, a proper apple, like one comes off a tree, and it'll get, it'll get very confusing. Instead of any money, yeah, I think
1: he'd, he'd have to then open a
0: grocer's. He could. There's a new future for Dave here. He could run a, a proper market stall. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave you with that surreal thought. Uh, J.K. and myself will be back on Monday, of course, for the main Chelsea fancast show, and we will be joined by the uh, housewife's favourite, uh, J.K. Housewife choice. Housewife, Housewife, Housewife choice even. Clayton was, Beerman, Clayton yeah, Beerman. 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 <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Dear old Clayton will be back with us uh, and we will be looking back at the Villa match obviously and I suspect we'll be having a quick look ahead to the uh, Zenit St. Petersburg uh, match which of course is at the Bridge on Tuesday our first Champions League match this season as defending champions. How good does that sound? Uh, right uh Dane, always lovely to see you, mate. We, we saw you a, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Or was it last week? Yeah, yeah, last, a week
2: ago, a week yeah. ago today. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed tonight. I, just, I can only say how much of a pleasure it is like mm. just being on, on this podcast, this platform, and sharing airtime with you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I'm so looking forward to tomorrow being back at Stamford yeah. Bridge as well.
0: Me too, couldn't agree more. And uh, as always, JK, an absolute delight to see you. Have a great time. Can you please, if I don't see her tomorrow, can you make sure you give Alex a massive hug from me? of and course cuddle yeah of course no tongues yeah. obviously but <laughs> no, no, no.
1: i won't even lick the back of her head don't
0: lick the back <laughs> of her head you know i like to do that but uh yeah you know give her a big hug from me because i love her to pieces so do tell her that
1: yeah yeah i'll, I'll definitely tell her that yeah, yeah, good yeah. man great deal of love for her she's great
0: yeah, yeah absolutely so uh yeah have a great time at the game tomorrow uh enjoy your uh roast swan and uh sop with and everything and uh i will maybe see you tomorrow night and you are doing a fan bite, right yeah, but it, it,
1: I hope to get Alex to do it. You know, yeah, let's be honest. Right. As I said, I want her to. Uh, she may not want to go along with it. I'll ask her. I haven't told yeah. her
0: yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, no, no. But if not, you'll do it solo, and it'll be brilliant as ever. And uh, I'm, I'm driving home tomorrow, so you know I'll, I'll look forward to seeing it when I get home. Hopefully,
1: good. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll do it at, at the at the bridge. Brilliant. It'll, it'll brilliant. Be, uh, but in which case, we'll try and do it in Aussies if necessary. We'll go outside and do it. I don't know. Yeah. It
0: do it in Aussies? Why not? Yeah. Bit of yeah. ambiance there. Yeah, Yeah, lovely. Right, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening. As always, Uh, we will see you, of course, on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the the chills.
1: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive? 229 Meter. Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit?
0: Ja, genau das mache ich.
1: Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk.
4: Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich.